Welcome to the Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your coach, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to the Brian Buffini Show. I have something very, very special lined up for you folks today. The staff asked me to put something together for our 25th anniversary, which we just celebrated. And they said, well, you know, you should do some broadcasts on it. And I said, well, they wanted me to tell a bunch of stories of being on the road and all that stuff. And I actually, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do an episode called Kitchens and Dumpsters, where I'm going to tell a bunch of crazy, bizarre stories of all the things I did and saw over the past 25 years. And I call it Kitchens and Dumpsters because anybody who knows me well knows I always say I've been everywhere. And when you travel the crazy world of the speaking business, all you see is kitchens and dumpsters. You see backstage and everyone who goes to the event sees all the beautiful places. What I wanted to do is our mission at Buffini Company for 25 years has been impacting and improving the lives of people. And I thought, you know, rather than a bunch of stories about me on the road, which would be entertaining and fun, and we'll do that, I thought, let's do what we should do, and let's focus on who and what is really this whole thing's been about since day one. And that's the people we had a chance to impact and improve. And so today, I'm going back to the beginning, to some of the very first people who were our clients 25 years ago, who are still our clients today, but they're more than clients. They've become great friends. I know all their stories. And I've had a chance for myself and our staff to be part of their stories. So we thought we'd bring the original first adopters. You know, they didn't have anyone to call or talk to. There were no testimonials back in those days. There was nobody, oh, I'll go see the members who came before me and ask about their success. There wasn't even a brochure where we were even faking anybody who'd had success. We had nobody. These folks had to just take my word for it that if they followed this principles of working by referral and living a good life, they could build a good business and a better life, and they did. And so very, very honored today to have Todd Nordstrom from Miami Beach, Julie Adler from Lake Oswego, Oregon, Larry Hassan from Southeastern Mass, Margaret Barton from Mountain View, California, and uh, Sam and Edith Elsey from Wilmington, Delaware. Guys, it's great to have you on today. It's great to see your smiling faces. Thanks for jumping on. I'm, I'm throwing you into the deep end today. You know, nothing like in the old days, you used to have to stand in front of a crowd and say, hey, here's what happened to me. And there was 500 people in the room. Now it's 300,000. So no pressure, right? I'm going to have each one of you kind of tell a little bit of your story and we'll go through it. And then when we finish up, we'll get everybody in together. And I'm going to start off with Todd Nordstrom. So Todd, you can tell the folks where we were when we first met and where were you in your business and life at the time, 25 years ago, bud? 25 years ago. Well, Brian, as, uh, as you remember, I had been in the business about two years. I was getting a little frustrated because I got in the business to help people. And everybody seemed to just think that I was there to take advantage of them. No one trusted you. I was working seven days a week doing floor time, two open houses every Sunday, I didn't take a vacation for the first two years of my career. So I was really just about done. And then I'm walking through the office one day and I see a fax from Brian Buffini and Providence Seminars at the time. And it talked about how to do your business by referral. So I was so new and clueless that I thought this was how to get more referrals from realtors around the country. 
That's what I thought it was. So I'm like, well, that sounds like a good idea. So let's go. I went to everything at that time. Anything I could find, I was doing, right? So the morning of the half-day event was, as you recall, a mini-hurricane. Just came out of nowhere. Every street was flooded. You were at not the best hotel in town. And um, where, where was that? Is that place even still standing? It kind of. It leans a little bit. But um, <laughs> so anyway, it literally is flooded everywhere. And I get into this room and there's, I don't know, 15, 20 people and you and Kevin. Right. And you start talking about working by referral and you had an overhead projector back then. That was the fanciness of the whole event. So anyway, I liked what I heard. It was kind of what I was trying to do, but didn't have a system in place. And what I was doing just really wasn't working well enough. So that day I signed up for what was then called the turning point, which was a few weeks later. And that was about an hour south of Orlando. And I was driving up thinking I was in the middle of deliverance. It was pitch (laughs) black. Was it the green leaf? Is that where we had that? Yes. And, you know, it was a golf resort. So I figured later that's why you picked it. You probably had a golf game that night, right? But um, anyway, it was pretty tragic. But so and the funniest thing is, as I was sitting there in this room, and by the way, there wasn't a lot of people there anyway. I don't know, 180, uh, 75. Yep, yep, I mean, back yep. then, after the end of the first day, you said, who wants to go to dinner? Here's where we're going to be. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, and the funniest thing is, every, as you would explain everything, I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. I didn't have a system for it. But at the same time, I didn't believe you. If you recall, I, at the, every break, you used to stand on the stage. And I went to the stage every break, and I said, this can't really be true, right? You really can't do you, – you're telling me not to do an open house and work on these people. Who are these people? So anyway, that's, that's how it all got started. And that day, and after the two-day um, retreat, I was so excited to join coaching. But I was like, well, this is all a bunch of hype. So I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to make sure that this is real. If I want to do it in two weeks, I'll sign up. So at the time, I was pretty strapped and um, had my parents help me. So I signed up for coaching. I convinced them that it was a good idea. And then uh, two years later, I had an assistant that I was paying more money to than I was making when I met you. And, uh, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. I mean, my life completely changed. I mean, I, you know, the other thing was I was pretty good in school, very academic, top of the class, all that stuff. But when, when it was over, like, I didn't pick up a book, right? I didn't used to read a lot except for little articles and stuff. And I remember you saying, you have to be a reader, Otherwise, you have the same disadvantage as someone who can't read. That was 25 years ago. I still remember that. So that that changed my life because I started reading again, you know. And, um, yeah, here we are 25 years later. Yeah, and what a business you built and a career you built and a life. I mean, for a guy who didn't take a vacation for two years, I think you might win the award as the most vacationed client we've had out of the millions of people we've served. I, I think you would. You would stand alone in that category, my friend. You've made it. That is the goal. I have no problem celebrating. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I remember the day we met. I, I remember there was a hurricane, and uh, I think we were supposed to have uh, like 100 people, and I think, you know, 30 or 40 showed up. But my favorite thing about that was, the, I don't know if you remember this, the audio system in the ballroom failed. Yes. During the presentation. And a guy comes out behind me on the stage, and he's got – He's got the pants hanging. He's got the plumber's crack, as they call it in Ireland. And he's bent over, and he's trying to fix this thing. And I'm saying that. And it was like something out of a sitcom. Yeah. You know, so many times people have come to me over the years, oh, I want to be a speaker. I just want to be a speaker. And they don't know. Like I, You know, I was on the road for an eternal time, period of time, seeking people one at a time. And, but it was, you know, and this is the big thing, I think, for people, because on both sides of this, 
You know, you had a desire to serve people and you wanted to do well. I had a desire to serve people and I wanted to do well. It wasn't the fame. It wasn't the fortune. You have to have that burning desire and it's got to be something more than yourself. I left a very successful real estate career to basically go around the country and get embarrassed for a couple of years. You know, and I had this great stuff that I know would change people's lives and a few people would show up and sometimes no one would show up. And we kept banging and, and going and doing our thing. And like I said, it took people like you because people like you had to bet on yourself. And, and everyone I have on this call today, there was no, you know, today you go to an event and there's 3,000 people. And I ask someone, how many of you have had your business and life significantly changed? And 2,000 people raise their hands. Well, if you're one of the ones who's there for the first time, you go, man, you got 100 people to talk to. You guys had nobody to talk to. You had to bet on yourself. And you had to believe in your gut that this stuff was true. And it's, uh, it's kind of inspiring. You know, it was inspiring to me then. It's probably more inspiring to me now. Now, as I look back on it, I go, man, I was young and naive to think people would do that. But maybe young and naive people did it and changed their lives. So it was a great deal. Great deal. That was a great day in Miami. We got, I got more stuff for you. I'll be coming back to you. Okay, we're going to go up to New England. And it won't take long to hear this man's accent to understand where he's from. Probably the greatest adopter of note writing. I taught personal notes to so many people. I've written hundreds of thousands of personal notes, but I think the only man who I've ever met who's my equal when it comes to the note writing is the next gentleman I want to introduce you guys to, and that's Larry Hassan. And Larry's from Southeastern Mass. And Larry, I, I remember the day we met 25 years ago. Maybe you can tell the folks where it was and where you were at in your business life at that time. Yeah, um, back then we met in Braintree. It was a half day in Braintree you were doing. It was one of those things similar to Todd's where, you know, a fax came through and the office manager said we should all check this out. So I was like, yeah, I was up for it because I liked taking the training. I did a lot of, you know, early in the early days, I did the Tom Hopkins and the Mike Ferry and the Floyd Wickman and some of the stuff was good. Some of it didn't really stick, obviously, because at that time I was still, I mean, I was 10 years in the business and still struggling, two years married. And, you know, it was similar, you know, doing the open houses, um, doing the floor time. The best business that I had always received was by referral, people that I knew, people that my family knew. That was always the best business. Um, I just didn't. I didn't even think about how to work by referral back then. So when we went to your half day, started listening to you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, this really makes sense. So the funny thing about it was I had to leave during the half day because I got a sign call on one of my listings 45 <laughs> minutes away. So I took off. You remember then we had, you dropped cars and you got to draw for a free turning point? Yeah. So my friend Bernie, who was the manager at the time, stuck up for me because you pulled my name. So wow. it, by the way to the appointment, the buyer called me and canceled. So I missed the end of it. I was like, damn it. I wanted to see the rest of it. And I go back to the office. And my brother says, congratulations. I'm like, what? He goes, you won a two-day turning point retreat with Brian Buffini in Framingham at the time back then. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, we went, I, I went myself, it was about an hour north from where I live. And I, honestly, I knew the first couple of days being in there was like, this is something I could commit to, but I was scared as hell to do it. You know, you were talking about the coaching and all that. So I think it took me two or three turning point retreats before I got into the coaching. 
Um, but um, when I started thinking about this, when we got the email about doing this, I was I just think of all the history and that you know, twenty five years and all the people you meet, all the real estate agents that we met, Sam and Edith and Todd and everybody else, and have a lot, a lot of good friends because of being involved with, back then it was called Club Net. Right, yeah. Um, uh, it's just, it really helped put me on the right path. And, and also the turning point retreats were a lot of fun. One of my favorite parts of it was doing the goal writing, goal writing sessions. So, but I was scared to jump into the coaching originally. It was, it was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Once you know something's for real, it's about, am I for real? You know, and you got to bet on yourself and, uh, you know, who knew? I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, just how life works. I mean, you win a free ticket and, and it, it's kind of changed the direction of the next 25 years of your life. You know I mean? I mean, how in the world, you know, just crazy stuff. And I, I love that. I love that we're out on the edge of the the skinny diving board with people, you know, and, and going through life together. And while I have you, you know, your, your business obviously changed. You've built this beautiful business, so consistent. How, why have you been so consistent with this note writing? That's something I want to know. Um, you know, I was always a big believer in note writing. I didn't have it down to a system the way you had talked about it. And um, part of my morning routine is, is I write five notes every day. It's part of my schedule. Um, and sometimes it's a lot of repeat names it's going out to, and um, it's just become part of my routine, you know, you know, getting the notes out every day. If I can get at least five notes out a day, uh, that it's huge to me. And there are some days I miss it, so, you know, now it's 10, you know, it's 10 the next day, and... Just the way you were talked about it, because there's been a lot of note writing between everybody in that is on this call through through business. And um, as far as the business part of it goes, my clients appreciate getting a note, and it's just nice to get. You know, I get notes back sometimes. I get a phone call sometimes. Um, it's just I think it's a an absolute perfect way to stay in contact with people. Well, you know, an interesting thing, like and you know, for me, I get thousands of notes every month. But I recognize your handwriting. Yeah, like chicken scratch, right? You've sent me no many notes over the years. I recognize your handwriting. Now, I always recognize Todd Nordstrom stuff because it's always packaged uniquely. So he always does something to stand out. So he's always got the standout stuff, so I open his first. But I always see your handwriting, very distinct handwriting. I love it, and it's always, I go, there's a note from Larry. So it's good stuff. We have uh, Judy Adler here. Judy from... Lake Oswego, Oregon. How are we doing, Judy? Doing great, thank you. How are you today? Great. Maybe you can tell the folks how we met all those years ago and where were you at in your business and life at the time? Yeah, I am. Um, at that time, I was a mother of two, expecting my third child, and I went to a Windermere event up in Seattle. Uh, I'd heard about you from other people, and um, I am a learner. I love to learn. And I couldn't understand a word you were saying. <laughs> so for one of the first times and only times since then, I went right up to the front row so I could just like stare at your face and listen to every word you were saying, because I was really wanting to transition my real estate career from 10 years in new construction to resale. And I wasn't sure how to do it. But the things I was hearing from you told me that was the way I wanted to do it. And um, like Todd said earlier, I mean, there wasn't a part of me 
that didn't just want to jump right in. But I had friends that would say, oh, that's just a sales thing. He can't live that way. It can't really be like that. You know, you hear all the sweet things about the family and the two children, but um, nobody can really live like that. And I thought, I'm going to keep listening because this is resonating with my soul. And I just kept listening to you and every single thing you had after that. Um, I'm an, a, a franchise owner as well. So I got to go to all the owner events that you were at. And I just knew it was real from the very, very beginning. And I was really lucky. Meryl Parvin at that time was available to start coaching me. And I just jumped in. And as I say to everybody, it's not about being coached in real estate. It's really about having a mentor and and it's about finding a way to live your life. And so um, I was hooked. And I was telling Edith and Sam earlier that my friends tease me because they say I'm just a slow learner. And I, I know that's not true. I have an incredibly awesome, wonderful life with four children. Our children, mine and yours, are similar in age. I just had a big gap uh, before my fourth one, and you had your twins. And so it's been a wonderful life. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, one of the wild things part of this whole deal is, you know, when we started Mastermind, people started bringing their kids years and years ago. And all these kids have grown up with this stuff, and they've been listening to what used to be the conference calls long before we had podcasts. Their kids grew up and I and they've gone from goal setting and have stayed in touch with me and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's been wild to do life with so many people. You know, you're pregnant with your third kid. That, that kid's probably 25 years old today, right? She is. She's my Amy. She's my Amy like your Amy. It's great stuff. We're going to get into some more things here in a minute as I go around the group. Margaret, I remember when we first met, it was the Hyatt Hotel in Monterey. And I remember that event because I'd been on the road. I'd spent 15 days in Florida, flew straight to that event. And then I was going home to Ireland. And I remember I told my wife, I said, I'm going to decide here at the end of the year what I'm going to do here, because this is looking like a much more bigger commitment than I ever realized. I remember meeting you and I remember your story. Your story at the time, you know, it was like kept me up at night. You know, yours was an inspirational story that inspired a lot of people, but it inspired me to keep on doing what I'm doing. So maybe you can share a little bit of where you were and what would it look like when we met 25 years ago. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Uh, you changed my life, Brian. And I, I, I tell everybody that. And uh, the thing is, I met you originally at a half day. Well, I didn't meet you. I heard you speak at a half day. And then I went to um, the turning a point which is where I actually met you. And I didn't I didn't know what I was doing there. I was so broke. I was about sixty thousand in debt. I had two young children. I'd been working for I was in my third year and I was going nowhere fast. So I was maxed out on just about everything and my marriage had broken up. So it was how how do you deal with life? And what I'd like to say is you taught me more than about work. You taught me how to deal with my life. You, that is how you helped me, Brian. Work is one thing. Money is one thing. But I'm, I'm 69 years old now, and I've had a lot of ups and downs in this time, and you helped me every step of the way. So what I mean by that is you gave me a system, and I listened to you, and there was a part of me saying, you can't do this, Margaret. You don't have the money. You can't do it. And another part of me saying, you don't always make the right decisions, Margaret. You don't always make the right decisions. 
And I listened to this and I thought, whatever I do, I need to sign up. So I signed up. I put it on a credit card. It was like, you know, just some more debt. And I got Coach Judy. And she talked and told me to do this, that, and the other. And I'm going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I noticed is I wouldn't do anything she said until about two or three days before my call with her. And then I would suddenly do everything in a panic. Yep. <laughs> and within, I think it was within six or seven months, something like that, I had a plan on my debt. I was pretty well out of debt. I got rid of the huge database that was totally useless. I got rid of all the things that I thought I was doing right, and I did what you and Judy said to do. I had a database of 13 names, and I had tunnel vision on those 13 names. Those 13 names and my family were my life. And little one person, one relationship by relationship by relationship, I built it up. And I would say the one of the most important things that I learned was the power of consistency. The little thing doesn't have to be much. And even in times since then, I have had some down times. Even then, I have always done at least one thing a day. It's like, no, I do not go to bed unless I've phoned someone or contacted someone or done a pop-by. I'm a great believer in face-to-face. And that's what I did, and I did it, and I did it, and I did it. And it took me through so much. And another thing I want to mention is because we all know about how you've helped us in business, obviously. Because you have, you've been such an impact. Why did I sign up with you? Because you're so authentic. I could see it. I, I could just see not only that I could do your system, but I could see honesty in action. I could see someone I wanted to follow. And in these days where it's so hard to find trustworthy people as leaders, it was written all over you. And I put my trust in you, put it on a credit card, did it. And one other thing that was hugely helpful to me was Beverly. I remember, you know, both my children signed up for coaching with you. They both did it. Um, but I remember Beverly used, she talked in the, it was in Ireland. One of the peak performers in Ireland, she talked about prayer. She talked about prayer as a conversation. Now, as a lapsed Catholic, I didn't want to hear that at the time, but I did admire her talking about what she believed in. And I put it at the back of my head. When you go home, I want you to let Beverly know I never forgot. To this day, every morning at 1030, my oldest son and I FaceTime and pray together. That that came out of that. And you might say, well, what's that got to do with work? Well, it doesn't per se, but it does in as much as it gave me another path and brought my family even closer together if that was possible. Look, it's beautiful stuff. I mean, we got in this. We said we wanted to impact and improve the lives of people. Obviously. 
90% of our clients for our first 20 years in business were all realtors or lenders. And so the first place we had to impact people was in their business and their finances. And once we got those things stabilized, we could help people in the goals they set in these other areas, which are the far more important things, the family, the relationships, the travel, the, the experiences, the memories, all of that. But an example why you guys have, you know, you guys never know, right? So you guys don't understand, you know, like to go and do this was a siege. And I've never really communicated to people exactly what this is all took. Although I think we'll, we'll talk to the LZs here in a minute. They, they got to see some behind the scenes stuff that, you know, it's, it's less than as glamorous. You know, so everybody sees me flying around the world in jets and huge crowds and all that stuff. But I remember going back to Ireland with Beverly and my brothers, and we're, we're in my, our family's living room, right? The same living room they've had since 1957. They're still there now in lockdown in Ireland at 720 square feet. But what happened was we had just come from, I did the Florida half days, and I'm telling you, like, here's the kinds of stuff. Like, I went down to Florida. It, it was like Napoleon's retreat from Moscow, okay? It was like one train wreck after another. But I remember meeting this guy, Todd Nordstrom, who believed in me and believed in himself. I remember going to Monterey and we're sitting around and my dad's going, man, this is a lot of travel. This is going to take a lot from your family because he had had family members in America whose families hadn't done well. And that was always his concern with any of his kids coming to America was, you know, don't let the family implode. You know, at the time I was on the road 23 days a month and I did that for a number of years and we're in the living room and dad says, what, you know, what is it for you? What is it that does it for you? And I said, well, I'll give you an example. I said, I just met this little English woman. She's a single mom, has two kids. She's 60 grand in debt. She doesn't have a pot to pee in. And she just signed up for coaching. And my wife, who I don't know if she's ever interrupted me in 30 years of marriage. She just stopped me cold. And she turns to my dad and she goes, George, what else is there? And my wife is not a very active person out in the marketplace. She'll present once every four or five years of us. My wife prays for every one of our clients every morning. Every morning, 5.30, like clockwork. It's the first thing she does because she knows what the game we're in. And I'm, you know, I do all this stuff and I, you know, we rarely tell this stuff because it sounds, in the world we live in today, it sounds hokey and phony. And, but the dynamic for you guys and you being on here today, the beauty is there's probably people listening to this that you will inspire in so many different ways that you don't even know. But also you guys all need to know that one way or the other inspired me. And to keep, to actually, at the formative years of these things, to start going and to keep going and to have some people who believe in you and then value that highly and then take that trust so importantly, like someone just placed their trust in you. Okay, great. You got to put it all in. You got to put it all in. And, you know, and it's like you say, hey, I was debt free, Margaret, in, in seven months. You know, I remember your numbers. You used to share and you were 250 grand in the bank in two years and that, 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 that. But it was now it's about 25 years later. It's about these other things. It's about these other things that have happened. You know, for me, you know, they say, uh, you know, a life's work. I mean, this has been my life's work. And thankfully, I started it at a young age. You know, I got into real estate very young. So I'd had a very successful career by the time I was 28 years of age. You know, I'd done 10 years of real estate. And so uh, this has been my life's work. And my life's work is not jets and buildings and this and that and all the numbers. It's not the Buffini Company website. It's the relationships. It's the people. And it's the stories. This is more fun for me probably today than even you guys. So thank you. I'm going to come back to you in a minute. Our last folks here today are Sam and Edith Elsie. 25 years. We've done a lot of life together. 
Sam, maybe you can start, and that you can jump in, but you, you can tell the story. It's one of my favorite funny stories of someone who met me at a seminar, and, uh, you know, the seminar business had a bad reputation. In fact, we had to change our name. We were called Providence Seminars, and I didn't realize that seminars companies had such a terrible name in the 90s because they would charge people's credit cards and not do the event. I remember I was in Florida, and, you know, Floridians like to give you their opinion, and I remember we're saying, hey, we're going to be back in two weeks, and they would say, I was in I was in Fort Lauderdale, and they're like, how do we know you're going to show up? I, what? How do we know you're going to show up? And I'm like, what? You mean? She goes, oh, yeah, the last guy came to town. He never showed up. And so the seminar business was like, it was a crooked business at the time. It was not the most high character business at the time. And you had been to a bunch of those seminars. And from what I remember, you're like, you told your bride on the way out the door, Whatever happens, I'm not signing up today. And in fact, you left your wallet at home. Is that a true story? That is a true story. I left my wallet at home because I know you were another one of those geeky looking characters from <laughs> California selling books and tapes. At the, uh, this is in Wilmington, Delaware, where we met. Uh, at the end of the session, the, the, the uh, half-day session, I said, you know, there's something about this that, that makes, you know, what if? The, the question was, what if? So we signed, I borrowed my friend Mike's credit card to sign up for me, Edith, and I actually had an assistant at the time to go to the uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey uh, Turning Point Retreat. So we were there, uh, we went through the three days, and at the end of those three days, we said, hmm, you know, what if this guy is for real? And at the time, you had three different programs, you had, uh, platinum, silver, and gold, I think it was. I think it was three, four, and 5,000. I said, well, you know what, let's do the $3,000 one. You know, so if he's real, no problem. If he's not, you know, what what the heck? Edith says, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it all. Said, it's only plastic. Okay. That's my girl, Edith. That's my girl. <laughs> so we signed up for the Turning Point Retreat. <laughs> uh, we signed up for coaching. And that was in, I think it was in May, uh, in June. We signed up in June. And we got our coach, uh, Robin McFarland, and we started uh, the process of ABC and then in the database from 440 people and got down to 42 A clients. And so the reason we were trying to do everything you said to do or the coach said to do was I was trying to prove that you were no good. So um, we signed up for coaching and uh, in, in June, and then we started doing ABC and D of our database, June, July, August, September. And we were getting some, um, you know, some successes, but it wasn't what I thought we should get based on what Brian Buffini said was going to happen. So Robin, uh, we called him every two weeks, Robin McFarland, um, and we called in every two weeks and he was the one writing down everything. We didn't, tra- I didn't track anything. So we were just doing the, doing what uh, we were told to do because I didn't really believe. I wanted to believe, but I didn't believe. But, and, but I was going to do everything they said do. Because if it didn't work, it wasn't going to be my fault. It was going to be the coaching people's fault. The people who were doing, who were telling you to do what it is. So the more we, the more we did, the more success we had. So in October of that year, I said, Robin, this is not going like I think it ought to go. And he gave me a project to work on. And we sent that out. Um, we sent out 42, um, labels to our, uh, 42A clients and we followed up with a phone call. And we received 39 referrals from those 42 people in less than 30 days. And by the end of the year, 12 of those people closed. And then in 12 months from June to the following June, we had we had uh, generated 308 referrals. And that's when um, I started 
oh, you know what? This guy, this guy is legit. The other part that happened was because you just said a few minutes ago, how many days, how many days a year you were on the road? I didn't know that, but I know you did two to three turning points every month someplace. And I would attend, uh, I would attend or even I would attend these turning points. And like Larry, I would stand back uh, when you would have a presentation or you would talk to people and I would listen because I'm trying to catch it. I'm trying to catch it in something that, you know, that you make a mistake or you're going to, you know, you're going to do something. I don't know. But every time I went to one of those events, I got something. Every time I stood behind you and listened, I got it a little bit more. And it just became like Margaret. It just became, you know what? You, you cannot deny this guy knows what he's doing. And, you know, we were having success. You put me through the ringer, Sam, for years. You kept saying he met the family. He met my kids. He, I think he talked to my dentist once. Jesus had Doubting Thomas. I had Sam. And Sam wanted to know it was the real thing, you know? And what about you, Edith? What was your journey like? Well, I didn't meet you when you came to town for the half day. But I did attend the turning point, three-day turning point in New Jersey. So that's when I met you. And um, honestly, because at that time I was dual career, as I like to say, I was working full-time in healthcare sure. and just sort of, uh, you know, getting started or some part-time weekend uh, kinds of things in real estate. But we had attended a lot of the seminars uh, from T Tom Hopkins and a lot of the others that uh, Todd mentioned. But Brian, one thing I remember that really stuck with me, your message was the only one of all those that we had ever heard that focused on the importance of family and family first before business. Hmm. That's really what grabbed me. And because I knew and that struck a chord with you, it did. It did because Sam was going to do whatever Sam was going to do. Cause he was really out there looking for something. So I took on the responsibility of keeping the family together. Yeah. So that's what really got me. So I continued to work, you know, both careers, develop both careers. And then uh, eventually came on full time because I said to myself after about five years, if I work as hard for myself as I've worked for other people all my life, I should never have a problem. And I have never regretted the day that we walked out. Sam drove up, was playing Rocky, and I walked out that door for the last time out of corporate America. What a ride it's been. And all of you guys, you know, you first come in, and I think it's such a normal thing. It's like, hey, is this stuff for real? And then it's, am I for real? You, you know, it's okay, what, where do I stand with this? And then as you get the results and then as you get the success economically, quickly it turned to something different, which is great. I've got these fundamentals for economics. But now I have a chance to actually better myself as a person, to grow, to develop the excitement of that. And one of the things I was going to talk, you know, you guys are 25 years with us. I mean, people say you're slow learners or this or that. And the other. I have a different take on that, and I, I'll give it at the end here. But I'd love your guys' take. You know, what is it that after all these years, staying connected and staying involved does for you? And then, well, I'll start with you, Todd. I mean, you know, we met 25 years ago in, in Miami. You're a top-of-the-class type intellect, you've built a phenomenal business. You're a very admired guy. You've done tremendous things for charity. You're a lightning character in our community because people just love you. You bring energy and light wherever you go. But after 25 years, you know, why, why are you still connected and involved with this thing? 
Well, Brian, that's easy. Uh, the people that have that are drawn to this type of system are are the best. I mean, real estate's a tough business. We all know that, right? I mean, eighty five percent, according to NAR, don't make it past the first three years. And so, you know, I don't think those numbers work the same if they're in in the Buffini system, right? And and the and the camaraderie and the the ability to to build in this community, I mean, it, it's just amazing. I mean, without it, I don't know how it would have got through twenty twenty. I mean, you know, we're all just zooming at home with who? I'm zooming with everybody I met at Buffini. I mean, you know, it's like this is what's keeping you going. And you know, the great thing about this is one person has a good idea. And within a couple of months, everybody's doing it. You know, the great Phyllis Glover. I mean, everybody's having Thanksgiving pie parties because of Phyllis Glover and the sharing. To the point that, like, here's an example. Phyllis Glover puts on a pie party for 100 clients in Texas. She shares that with me. I share it through the community. 20 years later, the stock price of Costco is affected every year, and they had to change their policy because Hundreds of thousands of pies are being purchased by Buffini realtors all over the U.S. and Canada, and they actually contact us and go, is it looking like a good year for you guys? We want to know how many pies to order. That's a great example of this, the ripple effect of the community and, it, and why it's, that's what's so awesome. You know, people from the outside, even today, you know, the name is behind me on the screen, but there's a hell of a lot more to this than an individual. I was the rock. You guys are the ripple on the pond, and it's gone far beyond anything I ever imagined. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing ride. I mean, and I'm looking forward to the next 25. You better not go anywhere. Yeah, no, I'm 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 drinking my green drinks and doing my push-ups, buddy. Beverly has me on the Beverly diet, which is nothing I like. And she goes, in classic Olympian fashion, she goes, if it tastes good, spit it out. Uh, yes, dear. Judy, you've pretty sophisticated business there for a long time. Why have you been around this thing so long? Well, Coach Kelly and I kind of joke because now at 25 years, I've decided to work the business end of Buffini and Company. I um, I have um, always stayed engaged because it, it for me, it's always been about a way of life. And um, I want to do everything as fully and completely as possible. And my priority always growing up, the vision in my mind was I wanted to be the best mom that's all I ever wanted. I wanted to be the best mom I ever could be. And being the best mom involves a lot of things. And real estate provided the financial um, means for me to provide my children with everything I, I wanted to I wanted them to experience. But for me, I needed to be fed and nourished as well. So I could I, I, I started going to Saturday night church because I could get the kids all to um, to church in, on Sunday morning. But then I had to do open houses. And so I, I found a church where I could go on Saturday night. I took my kids to our original church on Sunday morning. I zoomed off to an open house. And it was like, I can't do this. I can't do this all really well. And when I started listening to you, it resonated. I can do both really well, but my focus needs to be on my children and my family first. So I, I would come to everything that you ever did. My children have been to many, many masterminds. I mean, maybe I've been to 25, I think. So however many you've had, I've been to. And my children have been to most of them from from when I was pregnant with my fourth child watching in another room to the kids being in the in the playgroup. And then uh, as soon as they back when you had the teenagers could start going to their own program, I put them in that. So for me, the entire thing until this last year when uh, Coach Kelly took me on, 
Um, I, I was, it was all about my life. I wanted a really good, good life. And so I listened to Beverly. I listened to you and listened to all the amazing speakers you've had over the years. And, um, and so I wasn't the, I wasn't one of your, um, uh, students, one of your followers that, that was doing, you know, five and six and $700,000 a year. I was having a really great life and being a really great mom and doing business your way allowed me to provide my children with the lifestyle that they wanted. And now I'm down to my 18 year old and um, I've had, I've had, you know, I told you I had Merrill and I've had coach Donna and I had coach Ward forever and ever and ever. And then I, um, I had done coach Kelly for a recruiting class many years ago. And so I said, if I could do coach Kelly, I'm ready for her now and I'm ready to get my business in order and I can't even begin to tell you how incredible my business, my business has always been good. I mean, I'll do 10, 15 million and run an office, but, but now coach Kelly has me on the business side of Buffini. And so the systems carried me through, provided me the lifestyle I wanted for my family. And now I'm working it more like most people, people have worked it for 25 years. And now I'm hit, hitting the business hard. And then of course I will continue to be a good mom. And soon I too will be a grandmother. There we go. Now we're talking. That's the magic there. A couple more real quick. Larry, you've been at this a long time. You know, New Englanders are, I always find they're hard on the outside and soft on the inside. You know, you were real cautious about starting with us. You got the ball rolling, but yet you've kept on all of these years. Why do you stay in touch and stay connected this way? Um, you know, like, like what everybody else has already said, Brian, it's the fact that, um, you came from a real, true principle of the way you presented the material and with the coaching and all the systems and tools. I mean, I wrote down notes here. I mean, I could go on just, you know, between the turning point retreats, the conference calls, um, all the all the items of value and, and the progress that every time Athenian company grew, you gave it back to your clients, us, me, and we took that on and brought that out to our marketplace and um it's just it, it it's just a good match for people that want to work by referral and being able to stay connected with a lot of the people that we've all met through your you know presentations and you know the joe negos and obviously beverly and some of the friends i know here like i, I met sam and edith like the first couple turning point retreats they were up in new england and he told that story about how he whittled down his uh, database to me. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. I, I didn't believe him, but he, everybody that I've met at a turning point retreat or through this system, um, they're just nice people. You know, you meet a lot of good people. Um, and I walked away every time coming from a retreat or a seminar or a conference call, just feeling good about what I was doing. And I guess one of the little stories that I have to tell you is probably the second year into coaching, um, I was always a big believer in the personal notes, but I wasn't always sending out a note and a little thank you gift to it when somebody gave you a referral. And one of my good A-plus clients had referred me a client. I sent out a note with a little gift card for dinner. And I received a voicemail from the wife. She was like crying, you know, what a beautiful note. And we haven't been out to dinner in so long. And, you know, being able to impact people like that, with, you know, to me, it was like a simple thing. I was like, this stuff really works. You just have to have a good routine and, and make it work. No, that's good stuff. And that's key. And I think we talked about the word consistency. 
And, you know, the consistency is hard. It's hard for a human being. And then it's hard. You know, I, I worked out this morning at 7 o'clock. You guys know why I worked out this morning at 7 o'clock. Because I had a trainer show up at my house. And I'm a very dedicated guy in a lot of ways. But I am not working out at 7 o'clock in the morning if Coach Rico's not there. And uh, I'm sweating to the oldies. You know what I mean? It's just not happening. So it's just part of that. It's that consistency. And then consistency over time builds trust. Just the other thing, just all the systems and tools that you've put together over the years, it's just the progression that your company has provided with the technology and the CRM. I mean, I'm really nauseous. I don't want to take up all the time, but every time you've developed a good system, a tool, the CRM, or something new with the conference calls or, you know, the webinars, and even going back to uh, when COVID started, when you, when you did Five Circle Fit, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'll, and I'll end it with this. I was getting ready to throw in the towel when COVID hit. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I was 61 at the time. I was like, I don't want to do this, and you kept me in there, so thank you. That's, I appreciate it, Larry, and that's the deal. We all need it. You know, we all need it, and you look at last year was probably our most innovative year in our company's history, and, um, you know, we built three training programs, two that came out this last year, and then we have a whole team's coaching coming out in June. And, uh, you know, whether it be the CRMs or whatever else, the bottom line is, you know, for us, we have something. I was on a conference call the other day with these big time tech companies, and they can't understand how a little coaching company built the highest rated CRM. Like we win all these awards. We win these tech awards. Like you guys know my particular tech capabilities is not extremely high. Okay. I mean, if the, the VCR would still be blinking 12, if you know what I mean. And yet we win all these awards, like Silicon Valley awards. And they're like, we just don't get it. And I said, the reason you don't get it is that you don't have customers like I do. You don't have members like I do who they tell us the good. They tell us the bad, but they tell us because they're a community. Hey, here's the best way to do this. Here's the best way to serve. Here's the best way. Here's what we see other people doing. And so we've taken that approach to everything. And that's why this has been such a cool deal. You know, one person who couldn't be with us today was Kathy Martin. And Kathy Martin out of New York, 25 years in the coaching. If you look on TV right now, there's a brand new commercial with Kathy Martin. For one of the healthcare companies, uh, Medicare, I think it is, Advanced Medicare. She's 65. And she just she set eight world records last year as a realtor. We became the running realtor. We said, you can, you can have it all. You can be mom. You can be wife. You can be realtor. You can be runner. And she set 50 world records since that day. And she worked with Coach Ward for 25 years. You know, and many of you have been around. Your coaches have been with us. You know, Coach Judy, you mentioned, Margaret. She retired. She worked with us for 20 years. Coach Robin worked with us for 20 years. So we've had staff that have stayed with us forever. We have members that have stayed with us forever. And we have this community. And it's been a cool thing. I'm going to do this. You guys listen to the podcast. And I always ask these little questions. So I'm going to do a rapid fire session with each one of you. And we're going to start with Todd, Judy, Larry, Margaret, then Sam and Edith. And I'm going to go round robin. So I'm going to ask you guys the questions I ask people all the time. We'll start with you, Todd. What's the single best piece of advice you've ever been given? Well, that's a tough one because there's been a lot of good advice I've, I've received over the years from you and a lot of folks around you. And I, I, we've said it a lot this call, but I have to say consistency. As you said just a few minutes ago, consistency you know, breeds trust. And without trust... You don't get referrals. And so, you know, people come in and they beat themselves up because they can't do everything you're teaching. They're not good at one piece of it or whatever. 
do the things you're good at, the things you enjoy, and just do those consistency and it will pay off. You don't have to do every single thing. Just do what you do well and do it consistently. You do that very well, Mr. Nordstrom. Very well indeed. Judy, what's the single best piece of advice you've been given and that maybe you'd share? Yeah, I think you need to be very, very clear about who you are and what you want. I don't know if it was Zig or Jim or who it was, but they said you're, you will become the books you read and the people you hang out with. So I say have clarity, absolute clarity, and then be persistent and consistent because you will get where you want to go if your mind is very clear. If your vision is clear, your decisions are easy. I recognize some of that stuff. That's great. Beautiful. That's great insight. Larry, single best piece of advice you've, you've gotten, single best piece of advice you'd give. To me, it's about being consistent in, you know, scheduling your time having and having goals. I don't know if that's advice or not, but uh, going through the goals process that you taught us is um, kind of have your, <clears throat> your goals in front of you so you know how you want your business to work and your life to work. And that brings in all like the five circle goals. So um, it's just, you know, being committed to your goals and reviewing goals is a huge benefit. Good stuff. Nothing less than I expected. Just the best. Margaret, single best piece of advice you've gotten or you'd give? Run your business like a business. Yeah. Consistency is important. If you don't know how to do it, get a coach, get some help, and listen to what you're told and do what you're told, not what you think is the best thing. It's hard, right? It requires a little humility to be coached. And uh, you guys have all been doing it for 25 years, which is what a, what a deal that is. Sam and Edith, I'm going to give you guys the last word here, which is, uh, you know, your favorite thing in life, Sam, but Edith always is the one I wait on. Single best piece of advice you've ever been given. I'll go first so she can be last. So it's, it, it's to read, 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 read. Uh, and in the reading, you help to learn who you are and what you really, what gift you have to give to other people. So, uh, and the more you read, the more you can share, the more you can share, you can help other people. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Edith. Okay. My, the best advice that I received was to give it away and in slices it'll come back to you in lows. Operate with, from abundance and not scarcity. And in our business where so many agents feel like there's competition, there is no competition. We are our own competition. Well, that's good stuff. And I, here's the thing. If I think I kept going on here, it would just be self-indulgent because I've probably enjoyed this as much as anything I've done in the past few years. You know, at the end of the day, this is probably my Mr. Holland's opus, you know, and you guys represent a bunch of people. You guys represent thousands and thousands of people. And the reason you're on this call today, you guys were the first adopters. And people who joined, I mean, we have people who were with us 23 and 22, I mean, thousands of people. But when you guys joined onto this program, you had to believe in the heart of what was being communicated. You had to believe in who was communicating it. And you had to believe in yourself. Because there was no online review. There was no clients to talk to. You guys had to take a risk. And you bet on me. You bet on this system and this philosophy. And you bet on yourselves. And then in, in turn, each one of you became a role model and an example in your own markets, in your own communities that became pebbles in a pond, and that it all turns into this smashing stuff today. And as you guys know, today it's an awful lot of people and a lot. I'm, I'm very thankful for everything. But it's a great example for somebody listening on how to build a business. And uh, I made my focus very small. 
I, I knew everybody's story. I knew everybody's name. I knew where everybody was at, and I could get the feedback, and, and we poured ourselves in. I'm proud of the fact that I said then what I said now, which is I told our coaches then like I tell them now. we got to coach folks like they're the only person we're ever going to coach in our life because to them it's their life and it's their own story. And so you guys started when there was nothing. Today it's in the 113 years history of the National Association of Realtors. We're the only training and coaching company they ever affiliated with and have done a joint venture with. They have a huge training department themselves. I set out with a goal to change the real estate business. One out of every eight homes in the country is sold through our network. One out of every seven in Canada. And you guys did it. And then you brought more people like you and more people like you and more people like you. And now it's kind of fun for me to be a part of it. And the company's grown into what it's become and all that kind of good stuff. And so it's been a good life. It's been a good life. And I'm excited for the future. Uh, like I said, I started young, so uh, I'm not ready to head for the happy hunting ground. I'm looking for the next phase on the next journey and the next stage. But I think we can have even more influence. I appreciate you guys. I love you. Thank you for being such an inspiration today and sharing a little bit of yourselves with so many people. And as you always know, someone will listen to this and they'll hear something from you that might give them a sense of encouragement. You know, there's a lot of people going through tough times. Larry, you sharing. I was ready to quit. You know, and, and after all your success, so many people have been through so much with this COVID, been so much adversity at homes and relationships and health and all the different stuff. And then the business itself is going crazy, which could drive you nuts. But uh, you guys are role models. You've been role models. The first adopters. Thanks for being a part of this show today. I think it's been great. Been a blessing for me. And uh, I'm ready to go back to work. I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to go hit the road. I got an empty house now, Sam. Now I can go hit the road. So maybe time to get back to work. So thank you, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. And thanks for being part of the program today. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.